in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord wants somebody, He just kind of reaches out and calls them. Uh, not a whole lot of pleasantries, not a lot of fluff. Two words is all it takes. Follow me. Which suggests that there is about the Lord and following the Lord something of more consequence and more value than any other conceivable pursuit, whether it's fishery or tax collectory or any other kind of hurry there can be. At the same time, follow me is an invitation into being as close as any human being gets to the Lord who brings salvation and life to this entire world. Follow me. And the disciples really bought in. They didn't press for a lot of details. They didn't ask for a timetable. They didn't scrutinize the benefit package. They followed three years. And at the same time, you get the feeling as you read the Scriptures that all during those three years, they were also kind of trying to figure out what it is that they had really bought into. Now, today's Gospel kind of fits into a whole train of things that Matthew sort of lines up to illustrate what follow me is all about. The disciples certainly had opportunity to uh, hear the Lord preach and teach with authority. They were, there were, in addition, those times when Jesus healed what seemed broken and diseased beyond hope, leprosy, demons and spirits, paralysis, blindness, withered limbs. There was that time that Jesus stood up in the boat and rebuked and calmed the wind and the seas. To have been there must have been an exhilarating thing. And I can just imagine that they likely felt on occasion a tinge of those bursts of divine energy that pulsed around him. Follow me. What a heady bit of grace the Lord offers. Every now and again, though, you get the feeling that Jesus kind of drops in a little bit of reality check, however, and I, it's the way I read at least part of what today's gospel lesson gives us. Starts out cool enough. Uh, Jesus heads out to a desolate place. I don't know if you picked up how many times that's, that's kind of emphasized there. And uh, by golly, if there weren't 5,000 people that followed Jesus to that desolate place, and of course it's likely that it's not just 5,000 people, as the text points out, because there were women and children, and if each of those 5,000 had one of each, then we're already upwards of 15,000, quite a crowd of people in that desolate place with no thought of where they were going to eat or what or where they were going to rest for the evening. 
Matthew does point out that Jesus felt compassion for the people, healed their sick. My gosh, they brought their sick along. I suspect the disciples also felt some compassion. I mean, they were really trying to follow the Lord, right? And uh, uh, they knew that this desolate place is no place for these 15 plus thousands without food or a place to go. And they asked Jesus to kind of release them so that they could uh, make uh, or find whatever provision was there for themselves. What made the disciples' eyes pop out, however, was when Jesus looked at them in the eye and said, feed them. You give them something to eat. Yeah, right. All right, 15,000 people. What, 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 what's the Lord thinking there? How is that going to be possible? Feed them. Yeah, I don't even know if those villages, wherever they were and however far away they were, were able to handle crowds like that. And how is this little band of disciples going to do that? Feed them. But you have the sense the Lord wasn't smiling. Feed them. Follow me. Feed them. So he asked them to bring what they could put their hands on. And they got five loaves and a couple of fish, not enough even to feed the disciples, you figure, uh, or the Lord added in. But he took them and with a word of blessing gave them back to the disciples to feed the crowds. He did what they couldn't. And once again, there comes, I think, to the surface of their soul the mismatch of what they thought they could follow me in what they knew they couldn't follow me feed them heal them forgive them <laughs> how, can, how can we follow that how can we follow him a few thoughts for us who also try to follow. For one thing, the Lord did use what the disciples brought him. And he gave those blessed and charged loaves and fish back to the disciples to distribute and distribute and distribute and distribute until all the crowds were fed and they were, they were, they were filled. In, in other words, a delegated way they did feed them. Go figure. Now, they didn't multiply the loaves and fish. On the other hand, they took what the Lord made of them, the loaves and the fish and the disciples, and fed the crowds. Jesus brought the disciples into his compassion, the compassion that healed and forgave But the leading isn't over yet. We're not at the destination. There's a cross that lies ahead. And 
in terms of Matthew's gospel, we're only at kind of, kind of one little stopping point, one little point of focus on some of what it means to follow me. And that call from the cross, the call that includes the cross, follow me, makes feed them into child's play. With all their tiredness of soul, in their heart-pounding fear, that's where the Lord was heading. That's where the Lord was leading them. Give them credit. That's where they followed. With the exception of St. John, each of them at the time God chose lay down his life for the sake of the gospel as an expression, in fact, of the gospel. Follow me. And never were they closer to the Lord in that entire three years. But that call from the cross with the ultimate destination still ahead was still another step, however, preparing them for their calling to continue distributing the spiritual food that only the Lord provides, but He does provide, that is not just what transformed loaves and fish, but disciples the world. What an incredible picture. Jesus' ministry extends to the desolate places. He takes the piddling loaves and fish that the disciples wrote off as not worth bothering about and uses them far in excess of anything they could have imagined, much less, much less pulled off, and with more leftovers than they started with. And in the wrap-up to the gospel, Jesus faces those disciples another time. Those disciples who may have thought of themselves as so inadequate as not to be worth bothering with. And he calls them to disciple, feed them, disciple them, and sets in motion a self-replicating dynamic. Disciples who disciple, who disciple, who make disciples, who make disciples that... that, that, that uh, uh, spins around through the world and moves through the peoples of the world, that dynamic that has pulled us in as well. So as disciples, we follow. That last chapter uses a different verb, go, make disciples. Today's point is to say there's nowhere you can go where you're not following. And we follow in our desolate places, in our inadequacies and hesitations and foot dragging. Follow me. The Lord does not call us to any place where He doesn't go Himself. Follow me. And the bottom line of follow me is Emmanuel. in the desolate places, 
as he feeds us, as he feeds the crowds through us, and as he calls and leads us to follow him to the place he has prepared for us. Emmanuel. Where else? What else? Who else? Follow me. Feed them and be fed. In the name of our Lord. We continue using the words of Zechariah, the uh, Benedictus, please rise, we sing, and after the Benedictus, please kneel for prayer. <laughs>